Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, you join us at Propane Business HQ, where we are dabbling into the CD world of big chain gyms and how they are exploiting hard-working, self-employed personal trainers. Cue intro. I'm, uh, I'm sat in the semi-dark and it's going to get darker, so it's going to look more and more seedy as we go through this. <laughs> the use of, use of seedometer is going to increase higher and higher as the podcast goes on. So yes, today we are going to be talking about basically the relationship between big chain gyms and personal trainers and why we think the that relationship has become abusive in recent years. So Alex, you used to work for a big chain gym. Is that I correct? Did. We're not going to name it for CD purposes. Um, but let me just say this. The TV show Arthur, you know, the kids' TV show, The Little Aardvark, his sister may have owned the gym. Na-na-na-na, work and play. Hey, <laughs> time to play. Hey. One day to charge you too much for rent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in, in fairness to Arthur's sister, the, these problems are not specific to Arthur's sister. They are no. global with any gym and the way that the dynamic works between gym and personal trainer would you agree and, yes and also to be fair to all of the big chain gyms it's a dynamic that has only really become like less beneficial for the personal trainer as online stuff has become available um but i think some of the chain gyms they've been reliant on personal trainers needs to access to equipment um and needs to have a physical space to train people and they've been squeezing those margins for a few years now. Not all of them, but definitely Arthur's sister, I would put in that camp. Um, so was Arthur's sister one of the... <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> Anyone's missed the first minute of the podcast, they'll be like, what? Um, was Arthur's sister one of the gyms where they made you do the cleaning as part of the the rotor? Um, no, they weren't. There, there wasn't much... So they didn't actually employ specific cleaners. Um, but there was kind of a... A, con- a contractual thing where you'd have to like do classes for free and stuff like that, which, but then that, that would mean that you wouldn't have to pay a certain amount of the rent. Does that make sense? Sure. Now all of these mechanisms are not inherently poisonous, but it's how much I think the position it got to where the margins are being squeezed. And obviously the, the chain itself is trying to make as much money as possible. And they have spreadsheets that show them that if you do this and if you use this, then you'll get the perfect benefit of like enough staff turnover so that there's young, bright eyed personal trainers coming in while you still retain some staff, you know, for them and for, you know, Arthur's sister sitting <laughs> in a big chair. 
um, in a big desk. She just has data in front of her. And from their perspective, they just want to get the most out of what they have from their membership. Uh, you know, they, they want to deliver a membership experience that means more people will sign up and they'll retain people, but they're not allowing, you know, personal trainers, for example, to take their income. You know, they're, they're kind of waiting it so that it's, uh, yeah, that, that's how the relationship works, essentially. Well, you know, and, and fair enough that no gym is out there as a charitable organization. It's yeah. not, you know, they're, they're designed to try and improve the experience of their end user of the of the gym goers. But there is definitely something very morale destroying about having to work for 40% of the month just to break even before you can start to get some take home pay. A hundred percent. And I think it's, it's, it's also like, it's a case of where you're comfortable in being like a pushy person walking up to people. And, and that's, I mean, I, I don't even want to say pushy. I just mean it's where, where your comfortability level is that that's definitely a skill set that an in-person trainer needs is the ability to just approach a stranger and convince them that you're the solution to their problem. Um, and I think where, and like the only reason that I'm saying it's seedy and a bit weird is because online is so much better, essentially. <laughs> like it's a much more beneficial relationship to have um, with, well, I mean, if you run an online offering, you're in a much better position than if you have a, a, a you know, a bricks and mortar gym, essentially. So the, the way that you described this before was that it's as if you've got X amount of ad spend, which is your rent, but mm-hmm. that ad spend is capped at having access to 300 leads at any exactly. one time. And it's, it's 300 leads or, you know, so where I worked, I think I had 3,000 active members there or thereabouts. And, you know, of those active members, how many people actually go to the gym wanting personal training? It's not 3,000. It's no probably... Well, it's pro- I mean, even out of the 3,000, how many of them actually go to the gym? Well, exactly, yeah. That, that's the other level. So if you're looking at it in, from a sales funnel perspective, and we'll go into this a bit, you know, to mirror it against online. Like, obviously, DW has its ad spend. You don't have to risk any of your ad spend. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Fine. <laughs> oh, the, the game's up. But no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, but DW Arthur's sister has her ad spend. Um, and she, you know, she allocate, you, you don't have to risk any of that to get people through the door of the gym. So in a way, that is a benefit for you as an individual working in that system is that you get the the ad spend enough that they can get 3,000 people from the local area to attend a room, a room that has heavy things in that they move about and some machines that they do cardio on and stuff. So that's kind of the, that model. However, out of those 3,000 people in the room, many of them don't attend the room that often, so you can't talk to them. and of those that do attend, only a small proportion would ever want personal training. Uh, not that small. It's not like 4%. I, I, it probably differs from, you know, gym site to gym site and like level of wealth and, you know, different gyms, you know, gyms with that have higher membership might actually have a group willing to pay more for their fitness. That's, a, you know, but that's a more of a macro thing to address. But anyway... <laughs> back to it you only really have maybe 300 active members who are always there that are willing to come in and might be willing to have personal training sessions with you and that's probably being generous but we'll go with 300 now there's also 
10 other people who have been given the opportunity to advertise to these people. You know, they've all been given this ad budget that they give. They spend 500 quid a month and they also get invited to this room where they can talk to people and try and sell them their wares. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... With the long so, coat and the um, the watches and... Exactly. And 300 is being very generous, but so 300. And then if you manage to get, you know, 10%, you know, if it divides equally between those 10 people then 30 clients is your limit. You know, and, and that's yeah. fine. That's okay. But for those 30 clients, you're spending each month. And also getting those 30 clients is actually really difficult. And probably only, I'd say, one or two in those 10 are actually ever going to reach 30 clients at one time and have their hours filled by 30 paid, you know, one-to-one sessions each week. And that's the other big problem is that you, that's all you can offer is those one-to-one sessions. They're, they're often a bit, you know, offering stuff outside of that. Um, it's not that you don't do it, but it's, it gets a bit weird because there's all these like no contest laws and all of these kind of, you know, you uh, okay. can't work at another gym. You can't do all of this kind of stuff. It's all in the contract so that you can't take much away from their business. And it, it, it's a lot of you're, you're giving them a lot. And whilst you may be able to earn a living, you're not putting yourself in an advantageous position. You're, you're capping yourself pretty heavily and you're just sort of hoping that you resonate with the members of that gym. Got you. So there's, there's a lot of restrictions already pe- placed on the best case scenario, which is yeah. filling your time. And the reward for maxing out your efforts is that you filled up your calendar and now you have no opportunity cost of that, of that time. Beck. I am based in Melbourne in Australia. Uh, I run and own BK Health and Fitness and I have been working with uh, the guys at Propane Fitness, Johnny and Yousef, for almost three months now. So now since starting to work with Johnny and Yousef, I run a free 14-day challenge to get people into my business and get paying clients. So the first one that I ran of this, I did is completely organic promotion. So I basically just posted on Instagram and on my stories and things like that. Um, And I converted from that free challenge, I converted 26% of those leads into And now I am running paid traffic to the 14-day challenge funnel um, and I'm getting leads at a much cheaper price than I ever thought I would be able to thanks to the ads course that is within Propane Business. So now not only do I have a funnel that I know I can put leads in the top and it's going to spit clients out the bottom, I'm also still profiting on that funnel even after the ad spend. So for the past few years, I have wanted to leave my full-time job and really do this online coaching thing full time. But with the systems and the way I was trying to get leads into my business, it just looked like it was never going to happen. But now after just being with Johnny and Yousef for three months, I'm probably only about two or three months away from actually being able to leave my full-time job. So I 110% recommend doing the propane business course you will absolutely make your investment back um, by implementing the things that are in the course and johnny and yousef aren't two people that are sitting there going yeah you can do 20k months within your first month and you can live in a mansion and you can build a six-figure fitness business they're actually teaching you something that is tried and tested and that they have done before and really i guess giving you all of their knowledge um, of how you can run your business and they will also help you along the way with anything that you're struggling with but along with this i find a lot of these sort of courses that i have seen online before 
before, just teach you the selling part and just teach you getting people into your business. And a lot of the time that is one-on-one sales calls, which you can obviously only do so many of in a week. But Johnny and Yusef actually teach you how to build those systems and how to coach people correctly once they are in your business to make sure that you're not trading time for money. So a huge thank you to Johnny and Yusef for everything that I have learned through doing this course so far. And I can't wait to see what else I'm going to achieve um, as I continue with Propane. So what's the what's the difference then between doing the same model but outside of Arthur's sister? <laughs> um so, I mean, the benefits of that, the, the first one is the pool is no longer 3,000 people. You know, with online, you could advertise to, well, theoretically 4 billion, but that, you know, you don't want to do that because that doesn't become cost efficient. But you can find an audience of people that all share specific interests and similar things. And if you have an offering that appeals to them, that audience can be, you know, we recommend usually in our stuff, an audience between 150,000 and a million. That's normally a sweet spot where your niche is broad enough that you have enough people to serve stuff to. And it's also specific enough that your product is actually going to talk to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to the 3,000 members of uh, Arthur's sister are like, some of them are swimming. Some of them are like just a nan that thinks she needs to get fit. Some of them got convinced to come for two months. Some of them got... You know, some of them are bouncers, some of them are athletes, some of them are, you know, you know, a women's hockey player for the Newcastle team or, you know, all of these different things. And they all have such different desires, such different goals that you have to bend yourself backwards to offer something that suits them. Uh, so so you, you actually are at a disadvantage if you niche offline, yes. um, whereas you're a distinct advantage if you niche online. And this is a huge one. You've, you've delimited two things, location and time. And having the ability to pick your hours and pick your workload and have the time to, you know, if you need to go and take your dog to the vet, it's not then like, oh, I need to actually like arrange time out of work and that's losing me money actively and, and rearrange my clients. And um, the location thing, you, you're no longer limited to a lead pool of people who go to this specific building like the way you, the way you described it like if if aliens were to come and be like right so we have lots of humans and they all go into a building to pick up and put down heavy pieces of metal but they're expensive ones and and the more heavy pieces of metal there are the more they pay money to do that but the money doesn't mean anything and other people go to the room with the heavy pieces of metal and they pay money to stand there and not lift the heavy pieces of metal, but to tell other people how to lift the heavy pieces of metal. It becomes... I I think the key thing is that that second part is the weird part, if that (laughs) makes sense. Like, I I think gyms are very important and I'm really for gyms being open and even, you know, big chain gyms providing the service of, like, having a room with the heavy things in. That's really important. I just think, especially with those larger ones where they work off data and they work off squeezing margins. And some of them have that ethos, some of them don't. Arthur's sister seemed to have that vibe. Um, that's where the relationship is not good for the personal trainer. I'm not saying it's not good for people to have access to a gym. I'm saying that normally with these big chain gyms, the personal trainer is being put in a disadvantage. Yeah, they're, they're not being put in an advantage because their clients with online delivery can still go to a big chain gym and do their training, but you don't need to be there. 
this is the big one as well, that many of the coaches that we work with and that we've helped to move online still like to have some foot in the, or not foot in the grave, what do they call it? Foot, um, no. <laughs> foot, foot in the pool, toe in the pool, um, of being able in to... The pies. Finger in the pie, of still having a couple of bespoke offline clients that they like to work with just because they enjoy the face-to-face contact. And it, it's a huge one. You know, no, no one wants to feel like they're de-skilling by having never worked with someone offline or, or never having the chance to. And being able to still have that balance means that you've got a varied week. You're no longer just stuck behind a laptop. You're able to to work with, with people one-on-one. And so, but then doing it on your terms and having the choice to do it rather than having a filled rotor fully one-on-one sessions at times yeah and and this is this is the another big you know it's just a disadvantage of doing the in-person stuff is that you are basically you have to do it before 9am when everyone goes to work and then after 6pm when everyone's or 5pm depending you know school runs so 4pm but you know all of these kind of things that you you are working around your potential client's ideal schedule for working out, that is a massive like life disadvantage because you just have these dead periods in the middle of the day. So and it's just like annoying because they're not fully dead. Slot. They're never fully dead. They're just like, ah, oh, so I've you know I've had clients up until nine, and then the school runs happened, and then there's just this two hour awkward period, and then there's like maybe a lunchtime or two and then there's another three or four hours. And it's just like for, for, for me and you who are very much productivity and trying to be efficient with things, it just, it's, it's like emotionally painful. Well, the, the, this is it. You've got times of the day that are, so when you're working on your own, you're not just managing your time, you're managing your energy. And you know that if you do your best work early in the morning or late at night, you can shift your task management around that. But if you're, having to have appointments with clients at random times that's been decimated and now you're having to just fit in bits of your online stuff in between it doesn't work as well um something that off topic but always boggles my mind is if you ever need to get something done at like the post office or the bank and you have to the only times they're open are office hours and you're like what so they're only appealing to unemployed people like that's that's the that's yeah. the entire market I often think this. It's very strange, but the model must. There must be a reason that we're missing. Possibly, <laughs> I remember. I think no one, just no one's thought about it. And I remember, like, working in the investment bank that I, I was at before. Like, if I ever had to get life admin done in something like the post office, you'd have to rush over at lunch, and the queue was out the door at lunchtime. Yeah, and then it was totally dead at any other time. You're like, well, clearly, and then you because you can't go after five o'clock, and, you, and then you just you or if you go during the day it's yeah so speaking of which ever been to like a marks and spencer on a tuesday at 2 p.m that's oh that's my hangout catch me there (laughs) and you see loads of people there and you're like what do you guys all do like you you guys are all living the absolute um laptop billionaire lamborghini (laughs) lifestyle here like to just be able to be buying pastries in a Marks and Spencer at two two in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Percy Pigs on a Tuesday, yeah, crazy. <laughs> but yes, 
so I think yeah, like the, there's what you've described there is um, is really not a malicious system by design, but simply that it has to do that to make it work. And the only the, the best way for them to do it is to squeeze the margins at the PT side, um, leaving PTs both with lack of freedom of time, low um, choice of taking their clients outside of the gym. Low oh, income. very. I mean, they they hate it if you do anything else. Like you can't train at a different gym. In t- like you can train yourself, but you can't train anyone else. I mean, not that like, I don't know how the fuck they'd like monitor that. Obviously, <laughs> but, but but still, it's the it's the, the the exclusion criteria and all of this. So it just ends up with um, a very limited upside overall. Exactly. And I think that's the big thing is the limited upside. It's not that you could never make it work. It's just like, why would you try and make something shit work? Like something that isn't as good. It's like, well, yes, you can. You can always make the best of a bad situation, but your life shouldn't be trying to make the best of a bad situation. Your life should be trying to make the best of a good situation. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So right on cue, it's become more and more seedy in here. I've tried to use. You've been interrogated. Yeah, I, this lamp's not so good for uh, for podcasts. <laughs> um, but. I think I think that's it. I think that is a great rundown of how. Well, actually, have you got us? Oh, and and one more thing. One more thing, um, Columbo it. But to talk about in in relation to what online looks like, because I don't think we even finished the end of that funnel in terms of online. Um, so yes, so the the access, the number of people you have access to is vastly greater. Um, and your thing actually appeals to them. They are all actual people that would be interested in personal training or might be interested in personal training. And then as opposed to having to fight that out with 10 different people, like you are fighting out with different people, but the people that say yes and like opt into what you're doing, you're not going to get poached or you're not going to... And also you just, yeah, it's just a much better position to be in. Your time is your own time and you can control that. You're not at the mercy of when people, you know, have work or don't have work. And I mean, and also your delivery. So this is the big thing I want to talk about. In a gym, you can't clone yourself. <laughs> That's physically it's impossible. Massive. But online, you can clone yourself in terms of someone can watch a video of what you, what you're, someone can watch a video of your best explanation of a, a concept. And that could be, that's you in the past but that gives them exactly the same value as the version of you in the present explaining something. You spending five minutes explaining something once to a client and for that to just, that's it, like that's gone forever compared to you recording a five-minute video and it being watched a thousand times, thousands of times return on your investment of that time, even if it takes you an hour to make that video. And obviously there's no way that you can deliver a video. (laughs) Well, unless you did a training session in which you got someone to hold up a phone of you talking about a subject just watch this yeah (laughs) that doesn't work in person you have to be there and you can't clone yourself you know obviously you're not actually cloning yourself online but the past version of yourself is doing a better job than the present version of yourself would be um so that's another massive massive part of that and in terms of why the relationship between it's just that the relationship is not optimal that's all it is it, it's just you're never setting out to win. You're being put in a position not to lose, but to make profit for them as opposed to make profit for yourself. And what they give you in return 
is something that you don't actually need. <laughs> like there we go. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, well, there's the doom and gloom, um, but the solution is, if you haven't already, to see the video in the link in, under every podcast that we have or on propane-business.com, which goes through the specific steps to make the move from personal trainer on the gym floor over to full-time online coach. And then you have the option to do in-person, offline stuff if you want to post-lockdown. But buying back that freedom of time, freedom of location, and joining hundreds of others who have done that already is just the best thing you can do for your quality of life. 100%. All right, guys, this has been Propane Business Uncovered. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.